Hi, everybody. Thank you so much for joining me again on another episode of my podcast, Get Into It with Gila, where we talk about all things related to intuitive eating, health at every size, and of course, all the other areas that these two topics are related to. So I always say that my in my um, private practice, I help women heal their relationship with food in order to heal their relationship with themselves. So all of these issues surrounding body image and all the insecurities we have about our food choices is usually covering up a much deeper issue. So I love to interview other women who have overcome certain struggles and now they are like killing it in the real world. So today I had the privilege of interviewing Rihama from Dirama, which is a size inclusive clothing brand. And it also, it's also modest fashion in it's located in Brooklyn, New York. After we recorded the podcast, I actually had the privilege of going to the store, which was really fun. It's a really awesome, beautiful store. I felt so good just being there and I got some awesome clothes. So be sure to check her out and visit her website and visit her store if you're a local. Um, okay, please don't forget to subscribe to this podcast and my YouTube channel as well and share it with women who you think will find it interesting or supportive or helpful in any way. And the more you subscribe and comment and leave a reading, the more um, people become aware of this podcast. So please be sure to spread the word. I would really appreciate that. And awesome news, my new website, www.gilaglassberg.com, has just launched. I worked with a marketing team for many, many months and I really wanted my website to represent my brand. So please go visit that if you want to see more content like this or you want to sign up to work with me one-on-one and look out for the flyers that I've been posting on Instagram. We have a new support group coming out in about two weeks. So feel free to email me or reach out to me, call me if you're interested in joining that group. Um, this will be my third time running it. And so far it's been amazing. So thanks for joining me today and let's get to the podcast. Hi, everyone, and welcome to my podcast, Get Into It with Gila. I know you're going to love the content here because you will gain inspiration, powerful tools and insights, and valuable knowledge. If you want more of this, please visit my website at www.gilaglassberg.com or visit me on Instagram at gilaglassberg. I'm Gila Glassberg, a registered dietitian and intuitive eating counselor. I've come to realize by counseling many, many women that this work is much deeper and greater than food and body image. It's the bigger picture challenges we face of love, belonging, acceptance, what our true values and goals are, noticing them, addressing them, and gaining skills to move forward. If you have been struggling with what your life's purpose is, or you just feel stuck in general and don't know what's holding you back, this podcast will enlighten and inspire you to take action and move forward. This podcast is about other women in the 21st century who feel that losing weight will fix all their problems or somehow meet their unmet needs. Okay, hi everybody. My name is Gila Glassberg, registered dietitian, and tonight I have Rahama Jaffa. Thanks for joining us. Um, Could you just tell us a little bit about yourself? Uh, My name is Rahama Jaffa. I'm 26 years old. I'm from Brooklyn, and I own a women's clothing company called Dirama. Um, and we are located in Slabush at 3121 Tumsey Road. And we cater to sizes 10 to 24. We're the first from a fully plus size company. And it's a very big deal because it's a huge stigma in our community. Yeah, so, um, so like I just said before we started recording, I really don't know anything about you, but I, I saw you and Rachel Tuckman doing a live and I was like blown away, honestly. Like it was just so. I know that there. I know that 
I know that for me, I, I work with women who are like insecure about their body and they've definitely been stigmatized about their weight, but even women who haven't, like even women in smaller bodies, they just have a lot of, you know, there's just so much diet culture and so much like obsession with, with thinness or the way that we look in general. Um, but there are, there are some clothing stores that are starting to cater to like, like size inclusive, size inclusivity, but you're definitely like one of the first, no? Yeah. I mean, as far as I know, I think I am the first that is fully just plus size. Like I think a lot of companies will carry up, let's say tell 2XL, but it's really like an extra large. Mm-hmm. I am the, I am fully like really the real deal of plus size. Um, um, not even really plus size. I kind of made it a little bit inclusive when I had a size 10. And there's sometimes where we make, let's say a full length from zero to all the way up to 24, um, depending on the item, of course. Um, but as far as I know, I'm fully like, you know, Besides for the people that now carry my line in their stores, I think that I'm the first just really plus size and that's what I focus on. That's what, you know, my main thing. So did you, do you design the clothing? So I design the clothing and I also um, manufacture it and sell it. I sell it wholesale and I sell it retail also. Wow. Oh my God. I'm blown away. And you're 26. So how did you, how did it come to be? Um, so when I was in 11th grade, I um, gradually gained a lot of weight that year, and it was very hard to, you know, wear the trending clothing that was happening or the matching to the cousins every Sunday or, like, that's what we used to have. We used to match. Mm-hmm. Um, or, like, the hardtail skirt that everyone wore to camp, and it was really very stressful, and I always said, like, I want to open a store that caters to all sizes for bigger people, wear cool clothes, trendy clothes, and it was always on the back burner. I tried out hundreds of jobs. I worked in a jungle gym, a hygienist. I was in that uh, nursing home I worked. I worked many places, special needs children. I worked with literally like, I worked at a school. Like I really did a lot of different things. Um, I think that I had a few years like from post high school when everybody was getting married or seminary. I didn't go. I kind of was finding myself and finding what I was about and what I was interested in. And it was always on the back burner because like I said, being you know overweight or not looking like everybody else, are it's a stigma it's something against you let's say mm-hmm. um and i and i i think that's very foolish and dumb in hindsight but in reality we live in a society where you know like they say clothes make the man what you see is what you see of a person so that is the way we judge people in our society it may not be right and i may not agree with it and you may not agree with it but it is the way that we as jewish people and we have the world live it's not mm-hmm. just jewish people mm-hmm. so it was always something I really, really, really wanted to do, and it was really important to me. But I kind of like was like scared, you know. I was in Chidafim, I am in Chidafim, and you know, I'm not married. And to say, come out, oh, it's okay to be like this, and okay, everybody, I have clothes. It was a really big scare. And then I turned 25, and I was jobless and unhappy. And my friends were all married, and they said, oh my God, like I'm gonna say Rahama Jaffa, 25. What do I have behind me? That I did 30 different jobs. I have no degree. Like, what am I? gonna say about myself what is someone gonna say about me like what do I want and I decided that for three months I'm gonna go to Israel um I never went to seminary so I'm gonna try out seminary which wasn't for me but I tried it out and lived very nicely over there in Israel I went to lunch every day took some uh, age classes it was a very peaceful time and I really connected with myself and enjoyed the vacation of life um and then I came back and my mother said listen like you know we're very into like you making for yourself like you need to find your own money you need to find your own thing that's important to you you have four weeks to be like jobless and like do nothing and figure it out 
and then after you have to get a job with me on your part. So in the first two weeks, I decided I wanted to make, be a makeup artist. So I went to school in the city, uh, makeup design. It was a great school. I like I think the third week they make you do makeup on other people, and the girl that I was supposed to do makeup on like had a full face of like pimples, and like I just I got nervous and I didn't want to touch her skin, and I realized okay, makeup's not for me because you know you could have people of all different types of skin, different colors, different different feels. Like some have soft, some have you know, and I was like I can't do it. I, it's not for me. I was like nervous. Like I was also shy, and this poor girl sitting there, you know. Mm -hmm. So. I was like, okay, this is not for me, clearly. My mother's like, great, another course down the, down the, down the belt that you did. I'm like, okay, whatever, fine. A week and a half later, I was like, no, I always wanted to do this. I'm going to try it. I'm going to make four items. We're going to start in the basement of our house. And let's see if it goes. So my mother's like, sure, you want to do this? I'm like, yeah, I should okay, do a lot of research. I started, started playing around with manufacturers. started to try if I should make it in China. But I made four things. And... You know, I learned a lot in that time because, like, one manufacturer screwed me over. I wired him money, and I never got a product, so I lost money in the beginning. Mm -hmm. Then I found someone that's amazing and trustworthy and, like, was willing to work with me and, like, was excited about my growth and how excited I was about this concept. So it worked out really nicely, and, you know, I started with four items. I'm now at 47 items. Wow. Um, it grew rapidly. Thank God. I'm very, very thankful. Um, and I was evicted in September from my house, my parents' house. They were like, you've done so much. We have people coming and going. We are now going to have grandchildren. My brother is expecting a baby. Wow. So we're going to have grandchildren and we need our guest bedrooms back. It can't be a stock room anymore. So they helped me find a store and I, you know, got a store and now we're in a store and it's really exciting. Also a little scary because of COVID. Right. But you know, it's really, really amazing and I'm very thankful. And I love every aspect about my business. And that's why like I like to share a lot of positivity because sometimes in life we feel that like we're not enough if we don't have like everything figured out or if we're not the run of the mill or we don't go through the system and we don't find our way right away. And like it really like like my specific journey of finding who I am and what's important to me and what I'm passionate about. Like, I find it very important, like, when people say, like, oh, what is something so important to you and another human being, is that they have a passion for something. Because I think that if you're happy with what you do, you'll, have, you'll be happy within yourself. Um, and I'm not always this positive. It's something I really, really work on. And, you know, like I said, I was really scared in the beginning to start this. It was very scary and a little bit embarrassing. And I was just like, you know what? I am who I am. And, like, nobody pays my bills and nobody cares about me as much as I care about myself. And I know who loves me and who important to me, you know? Mm -hmm. Oh, that's really what it came down with. Okay. I have a lot of questions. So oh, I'm here. That's crazy. Like you don't have any business background. You don't have any, no. you don't have any, um, so I, said I was a sales girl in the Junies. Junies hooked me up. I was a sales girl there. Uh-huh. So, so did that help you? Um, yeah, I knew a lot of contacts from being, you know, that I worked with Junies. June Abaktis herself was very supportive of my business. Um, she was very like, into helping me like I was supposed to be in China after Pesach this year I was supposed to go with my uh, my assistant we were going to go to you know to see like where our stuff is some of our stuff is made I make some stuff in New York and some in China and I was really excited about it and you know COVID but she was mm -hmm. very helpful with helping me with hotels and places to stay and people to call and she's very very helpful so yeah I guess that that kind of background did help me 
Um, I also am a very big people person. I love, like, people always say, like, they come to my store, they get stuff for a few hours. Like, mm -hmm. I love, if I'm in the store, like, I'm not always in the store. We do have two amazing sales girls. But if I'm in the store, like, I really, like, care about other human beings in a weird way. Like, not in a curiosity, like, I need your life stuff. But, like, I, you can learn things from different people all day. So I love talking to people. That's why old people like me, because I just love to talk. <laughs> well, then you're great for the job. Um, yeah. That's so crazy. So you didn't have any, and you, and then how did you learn how to design? Like you just. Okay. So I'll tell you. So I am very tech savvy. Mm -hmm. I started always drawing on my iPad. I got for my Hanukkah present like two years ago, an iPad with a pen. It comes with a pen. And I would randomly draw things like random, like not even. And then a lot of things being that I am plus size, I have on my factor things that I've bought in the past and things that I've made on my own for some plus or different things that I was able to either copy and reproduce, or I took things and I said, I love this hard tail skirt. I want to make hard tail skirts for plus size because it's such a cool skirt and everybody's wearing it in the summer. I want to fit in and be trendy too. Mm -hmm. So like, like that hard tail skirt, I bought a hard tail skirt from like hard tail or like 100% kids in the five down. I went, I took it to the factory. I said, you need to find me this acid wash material or making the skirt. I want the same women to feel the same thing I feel. Mm -hmm. you know? When I was in high school, the main skirt that everyone was wearing was the charisma skirt. I don't know if you're familiar with it. I'm really not fashionable I, at all. I have no fashion <laughs> Zero. So charisma skirt was like super, super popular. And I remember being in 12th grade and wanting to wear that skirt so badly, but like they just didn't make it in bigger sizes. And like the first skirt I made like looks exactly like the charisma skirt because I remember just being like, oh my God, like I want that skirt so badly. They don't make my size. So, can we go back to 11th grade for a sec? Yeah. Was it, was, did, did it like break your spirits? Like the whole, the fact that like you weren't able to fit into a regular firm clothes or were you like, okay, like I could, I could, like you always sort of knew that this would, I mean, I know, I know you didn't know that you were going to make. So I'll, I'll be very honest with you. Um, very open and honest, which is like a big um, thing that I never really talk about on my Instagram, but I will talk about it here. I think that I have always struggled with body image issues. Um, I think it's something that I have learned to love myself, um, years of therapy and it's something I work on every single day. And I don't think that any human being loves themselves hundred percent, hundred percent of the time. Right. Um, I think it's something that I work on a daily thing and I think that I'm very into all these fads. I'm very fashion savvy. I'm very into diet culture in a weird way. Like I'm not into like talking about it, but like I do try things, I'm not gonna lie. I recently tried keto, it worked for me, I lost 30 pounds. Could be I might gain 30 pounds in a month. I don't know. Right. But I'm very open to trying. I don't get discouraged. I do have that advantage that I love to work out mm -hmm. um, versus other people who struggle with weight that don't like to or are a little bit lazier than me. Um, but it's something I work on. Like I think that people have this image of like, oh, she's so positive or oh, it's so easy for her. She loves herself. She could just say like, oh, it's okay to be plus size. Like, no, it took me a long time. Like, like I said, I was 25 and like, I was like having my dream in my hand, but not touching it because I was scared of what other people will see, right. or what other people will react to, to right. the or I was afraid that I want to get a shit off. Right. And then I realized like the right person is just not going to care. Right. Like they just won't. And if you do care, they're not really for who I am on the real inside. Right. So it's something I really work on. And like in 11th grade, are you kidding me? Like that's when like boys start looking at you and girls start saying they're going to seminary. Right. Like, are you kidding me? There was no boys chasing me. Like, right. 
mean, of course it was it was a struggle. Of course people felt like that at the park on Shabbos. Like, yeah, it, it is definitely hard. And I think that like I I don't want to put blame on anybody, but I think that if I would have had a more open, supportive system of the uh, like in, in the family sense, then like it might not been as hard. But again, I'm I'm not a mother yet, so I don't know. And I'm sure it was hard for my mother then that I didn't look like her other children or her other friends' children, you know? Right. So like, yeah. I really appreciate appreciate your honesty. I mean, I think most I mean most women struggle with body image, like small or large, and a lot of it comes from you know diet culture or just in general like vanity. Like people want you to fit a thin ideal or fit like a certain look a certain way, and even people who quote unquote fit that ideal like they struggle because I don't know that's just part of being human, you know? Like, yeah. Part Listen. of I, I always say that the Jewish world is only four steps behind the secular world. And I think that it just became a fad, plus size, body positivity. It became a new thing. And I think the Jewish world is going to catch up and it's starting already, like, you know, just to open the floor to talking about it and that saying that it is okay to not be a size four, six, eight inches. Healthy. There are girls that get heavier, um, that they get married when they're heavier. Right. Um, so I think that eventually we will catch up and it will be something. Um, my job as a human being, like I always tell this to my brother, like my job as a human being, like I feel like my responsibility to tell people like nobody's a better mother because they're thin or they're heavy or nobody's a better friend. Like it really isn't a factor. And people always go, but yeah, but health, you have to be healthy. I want to let you know something. I'm very, like I go to the doctor. I'm very into like making sure that I am healthy and you have no clue on the outside. Any doctor will tell you this. You have no clue on the outside how healthy a person is. You could have a thin, thin person that has crazy thyroid issues, mm-hmm. PCOS, there's so many different things. You have no clue. Right. You know, like someone said to me, like, aren't you worried your knees are going to go out? My grandmother, who's like, not even like 150 pounds, her knees go out. Like, right. it has nothing to do. Like, right. yes, do I, do I risk more things because I'm heavier? Yes. But does a person who has, uh, is a smoker risk maybe having Corona more? Yes. Like, right. you know what I'm saying? Like, well there's also like a lot of research like out there like health at every size and like intuitive eating that people there is health at every size and that we do put way too much emphasis on being a certain size and there's there's not even any um effective way to have long-term weight loss there's like the research doesn't show that anything will really help you like there's no way basically to change your weight um intentionally so it's not like a person who's in a bigger body did anything just like nobody like decides their shoe size. We don't decide our eye color, but we want to believe that we decide our body, you know? Yeah. Also, I wanted to say something that um, a few months ago, there uh, this article came out in the paper. Um, a girl wrote into like a shidduch column and she said, um, I don't know, I don't know what to do. Uh, I'm starting to date and um, I'm okay with my size, but everybody tells me like, if I want to, if I want to find the shidduch, I have to lose weight. So the columnists, the people who answered were like, yeah, that's, it is what it is. It's fierce competition. Like ev- basically every single answer was, was, was crazy. Agree- right. was, and then, you know, Rachel Tuckman and other people were like, are you serious? Like, are you guys crazy? And they actually good for the art, good for the newspaper. They actually, um, published people's like angry responses and one woman wrote in that that she lost tons of weight with for Shadduchim. and when she got married she was like a very small size I don't know two or four and then like 
a year later she got pregnant and she had a baby and like she couldn't keep the weight off and then she was just like forever like a size 10 or 12 and like her husband was so upset about it and she's like this is who I this is my real size and it's it's really true like what you're saying like like I I find it very like perplexing I'm not blaming anyone I, re I really am not like we're all human but like as a as a firm community as a Jewish community or as a whatever like we believe that like Hashem makes matches you know but like we have we we're so stuck on like fitting into an ideal that's not even a religious concept that like I don't know we get lost in it you know I will tell you though I I agree with what you're saying and I and I feel bad for this woman in the newspaper I will tell you it's Shidduchim are harder when you're having kids. It's just as hard as if I were divorced and had two kids, or if I was just divorced and had no kids. It would be just as hard if my parents were divorced. Stigmas are stigmas. If right. we're not cookie cutter, you're just not cookie cutter. We're right. not meant to be. Right. Um, is it times where like I wish I was skinny so that I would be married? Maybe because who doesn't want a partner? And like in a Jewish community, there really I find there's no room for singles. It's very hard. You like kind of flow. Mm -hmm. I'm still on the kids' table when you're an adult. Right. But um, I, like, really try to work on just, like, remaining positive. I'm also, like, I have I got a lot of friends and a lot of family, so I'm never really, like, bored. Um, but it's definitely hard. And there are times where, like, I break down. And I'm like, am I ever going to get married? Like, is anyone ever going to marry me? Right. And then there's times where I'm like, should I do a surgery? Like, you right. know? Right. It's definitely something that, like, real thing like it's definitely harder like I can speak from a single person's point of view that right. it's definitely harder but I also wouldn't want to marry a guy that thought I was skinny and then if I wanted to eat a donut was like don't eat a donut right. you know what I say like let's eat donuts right. together right yeah yeah totally oh my gosh I love to eat so like I would just <laughs> I was just saying something to my husband like I don't know what it, me because of corona I really don't know that like my appetite's weird and he's like I'm like I just had a soup for dinner he's like yeah I do that sometimes I'm like but I don't do that <laughs> Like, yeah. I like to eat my meals, you know? Exactly. It's not easy. Yeah. No, I, I, you're right. Like, I don't, I actually don't, like, I didn't really shut off state, honestly, because I, I knew my husband from when I was a teenager. So I never, I, I can't say I really know anything about the shut off system personally. I do have, like, siblings that went through it, and I know that there was a lot. But I don't know, like, I think about, like, Sarah Kupfer, like, she is a fit Jewess. Right. I love her page. And I loved her message when she got engaged. Yeah. Yeah, and she got in, she, you know, she, and she's, but she's the first to tell you that she wasn't like, she's not 20 years old. She's not, but there are people who are skinny that aren't married. You know what I mean? Yeah, I don't know, 100%. But she will be the first to tell you that it was definitely harder to find people that would go out or weren't interested. Right. You right. know, it's, 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 it's great that she's engaged. I'm super happy and I love her content. I love her positivity and I love that she's proud of who she is. It makes me really proud of somebody who feels influenced by her and her page. But I don't think for one second being that I'm on the inside dealing with the same thing, that it's easy. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, totally. So what, what exactly? Will I find someone to marry me? Yes. Well, I thought I will one day. But right. Of course. It doesn't mean that, like, where was he when I was 20? You know what right. I'm saying? Right. Um, okay, so just to shift gears for a second, what do you, like, what is your brand? Like, I know it's called D-Rama, right? Like, yeah. where did that name come from, first of all? Okay, so it's very funny. So like I told you, like, it kind of happened very fast after the makeup school to, like, this. Uh -huh. And um, I also came up with a lot of other businesses before this business opened. Like, I came oh, wow. up with like, consignment. I was going to do this. I came up with different names. I had multiple websites. Like, oh, okay. so it wasn't, like, something that I, like, like thought of a name in depth or whatever. You have a business head. You have a business head. Would you say that? I am very 
hustlerish. That makes sense. Like I, I'm a go-getter. Like I, I want to be busy. Product. Like I need to be productive. Like I am not home at all during this quarantine. Like right. I've been in the store every day. I make jobs to do. I clean up the whole store. I organize like a maniac. I just can't sit. Like I need to be doing things. I need to be seeing people. I need to be interacting. Um. So I was sitting in the my my friend's house in her room. I'm here talking. I'm like, hey, I'm starting. She's like another business. I'm like another business. She's like, okay, what what is it about? I was like, it's about plus size clothes. She's like, no way, that's genius, that's a great idea. I'm like, yeah, thank you. So she was like, what do you think you're gonna name it? I'm like, oh my god, I really didn't think of a name. Like that's crazy. Like why didn't I think of a name? She's like, I don't know. So what are you gonna name it? I was like, I don't know. She's like, why don't you name it um, Drama? It's like why Drama? She's like, because your English name is Drama, and you everyone knows you're a ton of drama. So like funny that's cute i think she meant it as like a funny thing and like i was just like hey i love that like drama is my mo like are you kidding me that's amazing and it, it just stuck like it's a great name and it really does suit me like if you know me i am a ton of drama i'm loud i'm funny um it's just it's just it's an amazing name like i love it like it's just funny and um then somebody was telling me in Latin or in Piglin, I don't know that I don't even know if it's true necessarily, but they told me that D it trades into the plus sign. The letter D is a plus sign. I don't know, but I was like, okay, thanks. I speak Piglin and I don't I don't know what that means, but maybe have her contact me because I'll figure yeah, out. Yeah, like I don't I don't know what that means either, but I was just like, okay, great. Like plus, okay, great. <laughs> that works. Do you have mostly only like a Jewish following or a Jewish clientele? Okay, so I'll tell you, I actually I actually have pretty much a very Jewish following. I am now branching out. I'm working with a marketing team on making a different company called PHAP, which stands for Fat, Pretty, Hot, and Tempting. And we're coming up with different like sweatshirts and different sweatpants and sports bras and different things. And we're going to test it out. There are a lot more competition in the secular world, like I'll call it that, like the, you know, the rest of the world. Mm -hmm. size when it comes to like Lane Bryant, activewear, like all those kind of things. Um, so it's definitely a little bit harder. Uh I'm gonna give it a go. Good for you. You're a risk taker. What happens. You're a real risk taker, I see. Yeah, you know, where some source maybe a bunch of Jews will buy the sweatshirts, sweatpants, and whatever. Right. That's worst case. I'm gonna keep it in my store. We'll see. Wow, I'm, I'm also bit. hoping to reach out to like plus size influencers and have smaller accounts and build from there. Um I did reach out in the very beginning of my business because I dreamed big, like I said, um, to Ashley Graham, which is an amazing plus-size model who was the first plus-size model ever on the cover of Sports Illustrated. And I love her and I love Tess Holiday and I'm very big, like, like I, I follow them. Um, and I reached out to her and like the price to like have her promote something was just not in my budget at the moment. But hey, maybe down the line. Yeah, wow. Uh, like I also like started a business a few years ago and it's like, I don't know, like you have to be really vulnerable or maybe just like your personality, but it's like hard. It's really, it's very hard because I open, like when I started my Instagram, like when I would get hate messages, it was very painful for me because I was like, I'm just a scroll right like, out of my house trying to do like, you know, and I was like, even today, I'll give you an example today. I posted that like a snack that I've been like snacking on because like, I feel like I'm sick of junk food, like just like sour sticks, mushrooms, like cakes and cookies, like easy accessible foods which those are i'm just sick of it and i found in a grocery like a, just a nice alternative of hop chips low calorie count and it's so delicious like mm -hmm. and i don't like these like diet samples like i want regular samples like to me 
I was like, the snack team, like, it, it could benefit other people that follow me, like, maybe a snack, or like, whatever. Somebody wrote to me, like, I found that very turned, like, you just turned me off of your page. Like, people write ridiculous things when I'm just, like, a young girl just, like, trying to share my life and trying to share my brand. And, like, I got to be honest, like, I'm not looking for friends. I have friends, have family. Mm -hmm. I'm just looking to share positivity. And, like, that's it. What you totally don't need to like me. Right, you're, you're, I was going to say, like, what do you feel, what do you want, or what do you feel like your brand, like, represents? I'm, I want my brand to be an escape for women who struggle with their body and body image and have a place to come and feel like, I am beautiful, I am enough, I am loved, and just because I'm this way doesn't mean I have to hate on myself all the time. And I guess that's kind of what I repeatedly tell myself all the time, like, just because I'm not married or just because I'm over it doesn't mean that I'm not you know, able to be loved or loved and I can't love myself. And I feel like that's an outlet that I try to promote. I'm, I'm very into quotes and I share quotes and I, and I love to just, you know, interact with people and talk to people and like hang out and have good vibes. And that's really it. Like just keep it positive and light. Um, I'm not necessarily looking, you know, for friends out of that. The goal is to buy clothing, you know, right. but, but again, like, you know, just keep it light, positive, you know, and share my, my, my advice, my tips, you know, what worked for me, what, how I cope. Um, yeah. Do you ever get like DMs or messages that like, like, I don't know, not hate, not hate mails, like the opposite, like that the brand like really resonates with people or Are like, me? I do you know that when I started DRAM, I used to screenshot all the messages and I put them in a box. Cause like whenever I would feel down, like I would read them and be like, but, like it's important. Like people actually need this love this like mm -hmm. this is important it's just good for like positive affirmation for yourself like there are so many mothers that bring their daughters to my store and don't even understand nothing fits there's nowhere to go like this is cute this is trendy this is fun or even those people that are in between that 10 12 but not really in plus size but it's a great outlet or even mothers that are pregnant like come from maternity like my store is just a great place for somebody that just wants easy delicious clothing at affordable prices and just isn't the basic. You know what I'm saying? I have to come to your store. I must. You totally should come. It's an awesome vibe. We have candy. We chill. We have music. There's clothes. Uh, I, I have to come. I mean, I don't know if you, are you, you're not having customers now during Corona. So I'll tell you, I'll be honest with you. In the beginning, in the first two weeks, I was not having any customers. But those on tape. So then I had my store sanitized and now I'm having one-on-one -on -one clients come in. Um, and we also have online, but people don't really want to shop online because they don't, they, it's, there's a no return policy. Right. So with a no return policy, it's very risky. Very, yeah. I'm definitely going to be there when this whole thing ends. Cause I, I, I didn't grow up dressing to dance. Mm -hmm. And so when I entered the firm world, like it was probably easier before I had kids, but like once I had kids, like, I mean, I had a baby one year after I got married. So like nothing like it's it's like not an option really like the Jewish stores I hate to say that I really hate to say that sure. I'm saying it because there just needs to be a change like if I want it to fit me cover my knees not be too tight whatever it's it's just not happening at different stores I think that size inclusivity is more than just selling size I think we're selling a feeling to a customer right. I I I love when someone comes into my store and walks out with five bags of it's like look you have so many options now like right. are clothes for you and you know i love to interact with my customer because they give you great ideas like something that they want like i said the hard sell thing it's really big for 
when I was in camp, I wanted to get a skirt, but it was thick. That was the first thing I made for summer this summer. Like I wanted a hard tail skirt. And my 14 year old self was so excited. You right. open up the thing, right. but like customers come in, they're like, we need a long sleepy skirt. And that's something I've been working on now. Like a good, comfy, but straight, tight fitting. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, totally. I love hearing like ideas of what people need and what people want. There are not so many options. And when you shop plus size in and out from store, you risk it being boxier and bigger in different areas. Right. Jews and non-Jews carry their weight differently when they're overweight. Um, I would say, you know, African American girls, they have they have bigger um, bust and bump mm -hmm. versus us. We'll have bigger hips. Right. You no. Know? Yeah. So. So whatever, like I just I wanna point out that Nordstrom and Bloomingdale's don't do justify only for us and doesn't have the same trends that we do. Right. Good point. Yeah, totally. I uh, yeah, bought like your your store was basically like just needed. Like it was just like Yeah. I mean, I feel it's needed, I feel other people feel it's needed, and at the end of the day, like it's an amazing thing for the right people that are looking for it and need it. And it's nice to know that you have so many options from these options right you know what I'm saying? yeah totally you know have to squish yourself into something and feel comfortable like i love when somebody like goes out and feels beautiful like it's so important to me and i'm also not that type of person that like you go to the store and they tell you oh it looks amazing take it home like that looks great you go home and you're like ruffles like who likes ruffles my sales girl always hate when i'm there because they hate when i tell people like buy that dress it looks amazing on you or don't buy that that looks terrible change a different size like right. i'm always i'm always like very very brutally honest like mm. you don't you need to size up or that's way too big too many layers like i think also people like that the customers because they feel like they can relate right you know right i know as a kid my mother used to take me to this one store in bar park they had like you know clothes that fit for me and i remember the lady saying how amazing it looked and i would go home and be like that was amazing it's amazing and I was very into clothes then, and I was just like, I don't ever want that to happen. Where like somebody comes in and they go, oh, I got this at the drama, and somebody else at the wedding is like, right, right. When you leave my store, you represent me and my brand, and I want everyone to feel confident. And that's like what I honestly, truly, truly like hope that people see and that I like, give that over for people. Right. Actually, it's funny because I have a sister who worked in a in a firm store, and the guy like she's like yeah my boss like makes me um basically like hover over <laughs> hover over the client the customer yeah. and we don't do that right like, we're yeah. the opposite right, right right no i love that i love that um also like people want their space like if you feel they feel like maybe they're forced to buy anything you know? right totally. i guess that's kind of the advantage of how i started because i really started in a basement so you need to be familiar anyway so if they're coming to your house they know they feel a little bit of pressure already that they have to buy even though they really don't and then right. Walked out without things sometimes, right. but it is that pressure. I've been to home shops and I'm like, oh, it's in our house. They need something. Right. Okay. Yeah. But for me, like, I'm just happy. Like, my brand is something that people know and people have heard about. It's definitely something talked about. Right. Definitely. Um, on an, a business Instagram versus a personal Instagram, you get to see how many times your stuff is shared. Right. So okay. My stuff is shared a lot, so I know that people are definitely. It's, it's content. It's what people talk about. Um, even at Shabbos tables, like my friends have told me, oh my God, my, my friend's mother was talking about you. It's so funny. Um, and yeah, I'm saying like, it's, it's definitely was a conversation piece at the very beginning when it opened. I remember boys even telling me like, oh, you're that girl, the drama. I'm like, yep, that's me. Like, you know, um, 
And then I randomly will have those people that message me like, oh, you think it's okay to be like this? I hate, you know? Mm -hmm. And I'm just like, I don't ask you for approval and you shouldn't have to ask me. Like, you know, right. do you. Did, how has your family um, responded to, responded to like your, I don't know, like you're, like you're really, like your, like your story. My family is like, I, I hate talking about my family because I always think it's a train around, but I will talk about it and say that my family has been nothing but supportive. And I think through this journey, it really like, me and my mother kind of just accept me for who I am, what I am, and how I look. And it really was a very a big game changer for our relationship. Um, and I think that I couldn't have been luckier. Like my brother would slept in deliveries to the basement. When I moved to the store, my whole family was outside loading the truck and unloading at the store. I can't say that I do anything without them. Like it sounds silly because like I'm 26, I should know how to pay my own credit and some bills. Like, no, my father still writes the check every month. Like it's it's very like everybody's very involved. There's not a day that goes by that like in the family chat, people are not like, oh, what were the sales today? People come in, like, oh, I sent somebody here. I wore the D Rama sweatshirt. My family's like very involved in general in each other's lives and mm -hmm. it's just like times more and it like it really showed up like my brother was in Israel like with the baby, a baby so like he couldn't be here for my store opening him and his wife sent me like these Rama cupcakes it was just so cute like everybody's very very supportive um definitely they all talk about it like to their friends to their peers to their like you know their siblings their in-laws whatever it is um and it's just it, it's nice to have people value you your time and things that you do that's so cute. And um, in terms of like the live that you did with Rachel Tuckman, is that like, do you like speak? Do you like? So it's funny that you should ask me because Rachel Tuckman was my second public, um, I guess, like live or like talk about my stuff. And I think that um, I've done a bunch since. Um, I actually spoke in high school weeks ago, just like to talk about like, you know, how you don't have to have life all figured out. Because mm -hmm. there really is a pressure for girls, you know, whether it's to go to seminary, to find a job, to go to a seminary in Brooklyn, so that on your resume at least you went to seminary, so it's not a stigma thing for you. Mm -hmm. wow. um, and I just, I feel like our world has so many things that, like, are so pressuring that, like, I went in there and I'm just telling the girls that, like, I didn't have it figured out. Nothing was easy for me. I didn't have, like, everything in life just handed to me, like, and not everybody will not perfect and not have things worked out and it's okay you'll you'll be okay like I have it figured out and it took me a few years and guess what like I really now see why it took me to get to each place because I needed to work at Juni so that I knew some contact I needed to work at the dentist so I knew that he pays electric bills through this company so I should check I learned things along the way that made me who I am and I think it also it took a lot of time for me to love myself enough to be like I can do this and I don't care what people say. Wow. Um, so it's okay to not have it figured out. I think that it was very cool for the girls to hear that. Like, don't feel so much pressure. You'll still be okay. Like, this isn't the end of the world if you don't know what seminary you're going to. Right. Or if you will get married. Like, right. you still will. I wish that, like, I was able to be like, okay, I'm married and my life's no great now. But, like, you're not defined by if you're married or not. So I still right. feel good about being able to talk about these things. Um, and I've done like two podcasts. Um, I don't really like 
know, because like with each one, I, I'm a very comfortable speaker. So I, I sometimes give over too much and say too much about my life. And then I get like, oh my God, why did I say that? But I feel like if I could help one person feel good about themselves, then it's worth it. Even one. Right. Because it's so important to love yourself and be happy and know that you're enough because really every single person is enough for who they are. And you know, some person, but you will be enough for another person, and you're definitely enough for yourself. So, it's a very important message to me, and I really practice always to share it and practice to tell myself as well. Wow, awesome. Okay, thank you so much for. Can you just tell people where they can find you? Um, so you could find Rama on Instagram, um, D underscore 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 R A M A, and we're at dramanyc.com, which is our website. Please shop. Please support us during COVID because it's really not easy. Um, but sorry, that's the dog, guys. I have a dog if I didn't say that already. But um, and just check us out on Instagram. Reach out to us. Um, and yeah, like whatever. Check us out. Okay. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Sure. Have a good night. Thank you all so much for being here on my podcast, Get Into It with Gila. If you'd like to learn more about what I do and what intuitive eating is, please visit my website at www.gilaglassberg.com or follow me on Instagram at Gila Glassberg. Thank you so much. Have a great day.